0: Heads up, this is a spoiler alert for Lovecraft Country, episode two.
1: When have you ever showed up to a white man's house uninvited and he didn't try to get you out in 2.5 seconds? They want to keep us here. I don't want to find out why. I know Pop's around here somewhere. He's definitely not in Boston. What? I need salt. You know, white folks don't be seasoning their food. What's wrong with you? First, you're parading See, around here like pick. you want to. Oh, thank you. How can you even eat after what happened last night? Because I, I um, don't remember what happened. You serious? Letty, we were attacked. By the sheriff? By monsters. What monsters? Eight-foot-tall beasts with razor-sharp teeth that can bite a man's head off. <laughs> Uncle George? The last thing I remember is cleaning up in the lodge this morning. No, you you got knocked out in the fight. But you got to remember the monsters attacking the cabin. What cabin? The cabin in the woods. Uncle George, they had us surrounded. Then there was that high-pitched whistle they called them off. Like a dog whistle? No, Letty, it, it wasn't a dog whistle. These weren't dogs. Remember, you crashed Woody into the cabin right after I shot the sheriff. You shot the sheriff? I had to shoot the sheriff, yeah. He got bit by one of those things. They're like vampires. Uncle George, remember, you called it Dracula. You remember that? We've been watching. Sit down. Hold
2: on. Hey Allison. Hey I'm really
0: How's how's your week been? Oh, uh,
2: fucking your blender. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's how my week's been. Um, I mean it's been okay. You know, I'm just taking this stuff day by day. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, it's been good.
0: Been. Getting back in the swing of things. School's starting back, so doing a business and substituting, that's fun.
2: Yeah. It's exhausting. Yep. So, um, welcome to Lovecraft's Nightmare. hmm Very... Um,
0: I feel like it's poetic justice, you know, because Lovecraft <laughs> was a freaking racist. Yeah. And we got a Mexican and a black person...
2: Talking about his show. Yeah. Uh... Episode one was a doozy. I'm still going through all of the content. Because we literally spent three hours being like, what? What happened? And that was, what? what?" And... And what? And then this time, we were trying to work out and watch a 19-month-old while watching the episode. So, it took us a couple (laughs) go-arounds to figure out what happened. Um... But I think that speaks to how good this episode is, too. Like, we, we were constantly like, oh, oh, wait, what? We're
0: constantly <laughs> rewinding and watching it again. Yeah. <laughs> watching it again. So what would you, well, let's recap. Yeah, this so
2: we'll recap okay. first. So at the end of episode one, they arrived at this house and it was a major cliffhanger of obviously a white man opens the door and says, welcome home. We've been expecting you. And we're just like, oh, okay, like, what happened there? Um, And so so this house is, like, magical, Mm -hmm. I guess. Everybody has a room that's perfectly suited to the things that they love. Like, George has a library with a bunch of books. And Letty has, like, an unlimited closet where all of the dresses fit her amazingly. And it just really starts out very happy. And, wow, they've kind of you know, escaped all of the um, strange, terrible things from the first episode, and you kind of think, oh, okay, this, this might be okay. And then... Um, Tick's like, this is yeah, not... Yeah, Tick is skeptical. Tick Ticks seems like, to be the only person... This is
0: a white person that invited us to their home that hasn't kicked us out yet yeah side note it's 1950s
2: so pretty sure this isn't right yeah so and I I think Tick is kind of like okay like I get it it's like nice and opulent but like you guys seem to like have your guard down way too quickly Mm -hmm. and so I got some straight up get out vibes that's what I was saying Um, because they're eating dinner and suddenly they have no recollection of what happened the morning before Mm Mm-hmm um or the night before yeah. and tix like what are you guys talking about like clearly you know we got chased by monsters and they're like they think Tick's crazy yeah They've they thought he all was going
0: through shell shock and he's like trying to investigate what's actually going on and they're like you're crazy let's just enjoy this moment
2: yeah so you finally see the girl from the first episode that had saved them with the car flip um, come back in and she is the daughter of Fitz from Scandal yeah. <laughs> hold on I got their actual names
0: I got their actual names character names so Samuel it's Samuel, Samuel or mm-hmm. however you see that
2: White. White.
0: and then the girl's name is Christina, Christina yeah. so we'll say Christina but we'll call Samuel
2: Fitz yeah cause he's Fitz he's, Fitz he's a Samuel. very old Fitz but he's Fitz uh um, well, Fitz was old in Scandal. Well, I know, but, like, he's, like, gray in this one. Blonde. Really? He It's, like, that silverish blonde. Like, yeah, okay. Like, have that hair color. Yeah. So, he's not, like, old man, old man, but, like, he definitely looks much older than he was in Scandal. And has glasses. hmm And so, um, then there's, like, some hallucinations, which that's where we were, like, wait, 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 what? And we went back and watched that part, like, two or three times. But, so... Uh so Tick
0: told what's her name? Christina. Yeah. That you know, I know that there's like some spell going on that they lost their memories. And she's like, You're right,
2: I'll help you. And yeah. not all white people are out to get you. Yeah. So kind of like as a, a show of faith, she decides to take the spell off to kind of Can like say, maybe a peace like, offering.
0: It's like those people that don't believe that black issues Because 'cause they'll be like, All all not all white people are racist. I'm like, that's part of the problem. So it just it just speaks to me. Yeah. Um but you can definitely tell she has her own own motives. Yeah. Like, she gives my own motives vibe.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously she assisted in luring him there mm-hmm. as a way to help her father, but there's definitely some diversion in what her, like, primary purpose is. She gets she motivations, yeah. for sure. Um, so, yeah, let me get into the hallucinations. So, Letty is hallucinating Tick and them having sex. She wants to have the D, but she was like, stop! Which kind of makes me wonder if she's, like, a victim of sexual assault or something. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as he started to undo his belt she was like oh no 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 mm-hmm. um and then his you know was a pea or er, not so his penis was a serpent <laughs> his penis was a serpent it wasn't brown it was green which, <laughs> which tells you like again it's a nightmare yeah there's some some weirdness so i feel like them.
0: all of them were going through their nightmares yeah I, which which i at first when you're watching it, it's weird because like everybody's having, like, different type of hallucinations, and then,
2: yeah, like, um, and again, I wasn't watching full-on, so I was like, wait, why is Tick in, you know, in this room, he's doing this, and in this room, uh, which one's the real Tick? I was really messed up until I saw the serpent penis.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's when I figured out, okay, like, Tick is not Tick, like, yeah, and so then Tick's hallucination is that he's getting attacked by this Korean woman uh-huh so who
2: was apparently the Martian in the first episode which I was like wait what
0: yeah that's what we said we're like we thought she was black <laughs> like they yeah. did some real good undertones <laughs> for that paint let me tell you um because we thought it was just a knockoff of Nicki Minaj <laughs> um
2: and he kills her in his nightmare yeah and then George is with Tick's mom, Dora, and you find out that there was some some and something going on there. Yep. Um, but he found
0: out that she wasn't real as yeah. soon as he. She's like. Well, cause she was dead son. too.
2: So like. Yeah. So, it was easier for... Well, I guess the Korean... Was the Korean woman already dead? Like, had he killed her before? Probably in the war, because it looked like a little bit of
0: shell or PTSD, as we call it now. Mm-hmm. But, um,
2: yeah, so... But, so you find out that George is basically Tick's dad. Like, they, they have, like, a whole talk about it, and um, apparently they had agreed that Tick's actual dad was his dad. And they just, like, weren't going to talk about it. But you find out that George... Family secret, Was the dad. Um, so, but then, as, like, when the hallucinations are in full force... There's, like, white people looking. Yeah. Like, oh, look at
0: all of this. And it just, it calls back to, of, like, for me, when Hollywood tells black stories... It's always through the lens of how a white person can understand it. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is a- coddling them and is a factor of why they can't understand why black people are so angry right now. Um, well, angry is not the right word, but more of like, I would say being assertive of their right to be here. Um, so that's that was a that was a good call out, and I think the writers did a very good job on that.
2: Yeah. Um, so then there's like this whole scene about um, finding out that Tick is the descendant of Titus, who built the house that they're in, um, and that they've created this order. Son of the. It's a cult. Son of the Alpha something. Son of um, Adam, I think. It's something with Adam. Yeah, so they all are somewhat descendants from Titus or like loosely related to him, I guess. And But they find out that T- or Tick is the only one that's a direct descendant of Titus because of a slave that escaped... Hannah. Um, yeah, Hannah, that escaped when it was burned down way back in the day when they tried to perform the spell. So... Technically, Titus is the boss of all of them, which they don't react too kindly to. Um, and so it takes a bit. Tick is, like, trying to assert his dominance and tell them to get out, and none of them are listening. And Fitz, Samuel, is basically like, I'm going to accept this because I really want to, like, do this spell. But, like, just make sure you know your place, basically. <laughs> like
0: Yeah, can... and so this goes back to reparations for me because... Um... There are a lot of cases where black people were the pers- were supposed to inherit things but because they were black they didn't get that type of stuff. So it's it's touching on a lot of issues that are current right now. Yeah. Um and a lot of people also don't know there's still people that are on plantations even now that can't leave. And if somebody tries to say something, they will kill them. It's still happening today. Yeah. So it just kind of reminded me of that. Like, this whole episode has, like, very, it was very Himalayesque. Like, there's the episode of what we're seeing, and there's just, like, so much depth to it that,
2: like, you can't fit it all in this podcast, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have the classic white man undermining what's rightfully the black man's in this case. Um, and I think they just decide that they're going to leave. Like, they're just like, yeah, you know what? This isn't even worth dealing with these people. And so they start like, um, what's his name? Montrone? It's Montrose or something. like Montrose, that. George, Letty, and Tick all get in a car and start leaving, only to be cut off by Samuel and Christina, and Samuel shoots George and Letty. Which, again, I was like fiddling with a crying toddler trying to change him during this, and I was like, there is no way they went ahead and killed Letty off this early. <laughs> oh, we forgot one thing. So they're
0: like put into this jail cell, and that's when they find out like the dad is alive. Mm. Tick's dad is alive. And then Tick. They kind of, like, take the escape route that he created and found Tick's dad. And he, Tick's dad is like, why are you here? I haven't. And they're like, well, we got a letter that you were here. And so we came. He's like, I haven't spoken to you guys for five years. Why the hell would, would you come for a letter? And so um Letty's the one who's like, let's get out of here. Like, let's get the fuck out. And so that's when they come to the bridge trying to go somewhere and then there's like a barrier that um makes their car crash and everybody's kind of passed out and that's when Fitz
2: finds them yeah and that gave me Cabin in the Woods vibes have you ever seen Cabin in the Woods I think I've seen it once it's basically I've seen a new I've seen a new one it's basically like a simulated horror movie so people take bets on like who's oh, gonna die yeah. Oh, not.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. that one, okay. and the
2: tropes like they always kill the black man first, basically. Yeah, yep. I know
0: what you're. I would know which one you're
2: talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, I remember like Chris Hemsworth is in it again. <laughs> spoiler alert, and um, he has this uh motorcycle and he's like i can make the chasm i can do it so he like guns it and he's flying through the air and he hits one of the barriers and then just dies like falls into the ravine i'm like man he would have made that shot (laughs) he would have made it but um but yes that barrier scene kind of made me think of that but yeah so then letty and george are both shot fatally and tick is given the choice that he can bring one of them back um on the condition that he participates in the um spell is that right Mm -hmm. yep and so he chooses letty which i was kind of like dang
0: you just met her (laughs) no they did not just meet because they've known each other since high school or okay well they knew of each other
2: but like they just like started they were in the same
0: club so they've known they've been in love
2: but you're like just kissed this episode versus your dad
0: Uncle. That's your dad?
2: But, yeah, you, you know.
0: Does I'm he know yet? He, he knows? He does not know yet. He does
2: not know yet, okay.
0: We know as the audience.
2: Okay. Well, so maybe it'll be... I'm just I wonder saying. if he's gonna be like, dang, I made the wrong choice when he it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways. So, yeah, he picks Letty and... I think I would make the
0: same choice because you always pick the younger person. Like, if, if you were dying... And Qu- and I- and Quentin were like, dang, I would save Quentin because he's that, younger. That's
2: fair. I would want you to save Quentin. <laughs> See, I actually got into an argument with Chris about that, like when I was pregnant, because it was a high risk pregnancy, and a lot of like men will be like, "We can have another child, but I can't make another you." And I'm like, "Bitch, no! Like, <laughs> you
0: better save this child." Like. no I was like that, but then like. So my brother and I were watching Naruto and they were talking about like this episode where this uncle uh, basically tried to kill his nephew because he indir- the nephew indirectly killed his sister. And my brother said it so plainly. He's like, yeah, you killed like the only person I loved. Of course I would be upset. Oh. And I was like, okay, so maybe I need to revamp this thought process of like save my child first before me. Yeah. So in making those decisions, you have to think about not only yourself, but like how other people um are going to take you being gone. Yeah. So, I'm not siding with Chris on that cuz I feel like that's that's like a couple's choice, but um I know for me, like I would still choose my child, but I would have like things in place to make sure my family doesn't feel lonely
2: yeah yeah I would agree with that I mean I just always wanted it to be like I don't know I guess I guess obviously Chris was like ideal situation is I keep both of you but I was like if I'm basically either mostly gone or gonna be a vegetable like make sure you save the kid oh you yeah know?
0: I have like do not save me if I yeah am not 70% functional and I
2: really do mean that <laughs> I agree yeah like I'm I actually t- asked Shannon uh, my best friend to be my like secondary advanced directive person because I'm really worried that Chris like won't follow through with it if
0: see I need to have someone like that because I know RV and Miles will try to keep
2: me mm-hmm. like yeah. I
0: know those two of me so much and I know they will try to keep
2: me yeah, because, I mean, when you flatline, there's, like, a four-minute window where, like, if you don't come back, your brain's gone, you mm-hmm. know? And I just don't want to, I don't want to be hooked up to a machine the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't want to be where I'm not me, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know.
0: I'm sorry. So. Anime is great, but I'm not, like, going to sit and watch TV all day.
2: Yeah. That's not me. I have to be productive. I'm a three on the anagram. Yeah. (laughs) And particularly if, you know, I assume my mental health stuff. Hold on. Pause. Huh? And I would have already had, like, mental health, you know, issues beforehand. So I assume they would probably be worse after. And one of my, like, biggest coping strategies is staying productive and busy so that I don't ruminate because mm-hmm. I have OCD. So if I was, like, condemned to a bed for the rest of my life, I can just imagine the spiraling. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so anyways,
0: um, how did we get up on that tangent? Hmm. How do we get off on that tangent?
2: Who even knows? We got way <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. I told Amberly we were gonna have like a whole separate YouTube video of like tangents that we went off on it during yeah. the first one. Um, because this is like a very like thought provoking show. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you think about kind of how you would respond to like moral and ethical dilemmas and you know systemic racism and. I don't know, just what you do in all of the situations that I found really interesting. But yeah, so then we get into the the ceremony. So they've um, made Tick agree to participate in the ceremony because they believe that his blood is what will lead to opening the Garden of Eden. And it's basically <laughs> a bunch of white people being like, woohoo, I can go here and it'll be perfect. We're going to use the blood of a black person. Uh-huh. And hoping, in doing so, there's not going to be black people where they're going.
0: Yep. But, you know, revenge is served on a gold platter because everyone turned to stone.
2: Yeah, Hannah shows up and she's like, let me get you guys, bitches. Yeah,
0: which I think Hannah was a witch. She has to. I could see that. Because she was just staring at them like, I'm going to protect my descendant, and then when everyone's turning to stone, and, like, things are crashing down, the building is, um, collapsing, um, everyone gets out, and then you see Tick following the exact same footsteps as Hannah, and that's when, um, Tick comes out, everybody's, well, not everybody's fine, um, he hugs Letty, and then that's when you find out, like, his uncle. Has
2: died slash dad. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, apologies in advance if you hear chewing. We're carbo loading with Power Bowls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to recover from the ridiculous workout we just did. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we do CrossFit.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we did like because we hadn't been able to do it the last couple of nights. We did like basically three <laughs> workouts. <this time. laughs> Make up for it. Um. So, what, what's our rating system for these?
1: I don't think we
0: came up with, like, a clever name for it. Let's just do stars.
2: Stars? I could have sworn I Well, since I had it's warlocks, cute. do we want to do wands? Okay. We do that. We'll do it for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wands... Oh, I just, we did spacecrafts last time. But now I'm realizing the spacecrafts have absolutely nothing to do with the plot. So I think wands make sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, this one was so much better. Uh, like, I would probably give it a four.
0: I'm giving this one a five, actually. Really? I ain't giving this
2: one... See, my problem is... Not being I nothing bad about it. I episode. can't do it, like... Independent. Like I'm thinking, there may be a five after this, so I don't no. want to go ahead and give away a five. No, now. this one deserves a complete. There was nothing wrong with this episode.
0: Nothing. Like um, I don't even have a bad. I just have a good, great, and good. Okay. Okay. Start good, great, and greatest. Um. So I think my good has to be the pacing throughout this mm-hmm. whole. Um, Definitely kept your attention. Yeah, because, like, if you turned your head, you were missing a detail into the next Mm -hmm. episode. Which, episode one was severely lacking. Because, to me, episode one was trying to, you know, trying to pull an agenda of racism. Like, it was just way too much. And it was like, I already know because I'm black. (laughs) So, um, but episode two, the pacing was great. Um, the To me, this focused more on like the subtle racism that we see, um, which kind of hit more home for like, I guess, our generation, especially for me, because I didn't really have to deal with, you know, being at a certain place by sundown or knowing I can't be in a certain area or live in a certain area without, you know people attacking me. Um, So, again, the pacing was great. Um, My great was definitely kind of just seeing the aspects of being a white woman versus a black man. I think that scene with um, her talking to Talk about being a woman, how she'll never be able to set the table, and kind of her looking down on him, it's like, well, at least you get to do it because you're a male, and no matter what your color is, and I just felt like that was kind of a backhanded compliment, but again, it shows, like, the disparity in America right now of, like, you know, um, that's always been white, who's has it worse, white women or black men. And then um, my greatest is the whole hallucination scene and the white people watching. I just, that that has so much depth to it that that's why I just have to give this a five. Um, I just would like to know what the writers were thinking.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of what you said. So I was actually going to bring up kind of the patriarchy undertones of Christina's kind of a badass. Like, she's a really good witch. hmm And I think, you know, kind of her underlying motivation is that she knows she can never, she will never be higher than Tick in the hierarchy of the Sons of Adam. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of, like, riding his coattails a little bit. like. And there is, like, a lot of resentment there. Like, how can this black man who's a muggle, like, who doesn't have any magic, have more authority than me? Mm-hmm. Um, so there is, like, some interesting power dynamics there, um, but, I mean, you can see even between her and the other white men just how low they look on her, you Mm -hmm. know? Oh, you're just a woman, like, your voice doesn't matter here. I definitely agree with you on the, um, white people watching the black people because, like, And, you know, we read some articles about this episode, too, and, like, it says a lot about, basically, white people using black people's trauma for entertainment.
0: Yes. Like... I mean, The Take... The Take is, like, a YouTube channel that kind of does a thorough analysis of movies and genres and things like that. But The Take did a very good one about the strong black woman and the model minority... Um, highly recommend that, but um, you know, just black women just being used as torture porn just to see how strong someone can be and live, and um, that's something that I'm tired of seeing. And I kind of voiced that in our last episode of you know, sometimes I just want a Cinderella story,
2: <laughs> yeah, um. And then probably my great would be um, the song choices, particularly the Whitey on the Moon. Like, It's not even a song. It's almost like a poem recitation Mm -hmm. during the spell scene. Um, And again, I kind of was informed about this from uh, external readings. But they were talking about kind of how unnecessary a lot of things that white people do are. Like, it was like, you've got people starving, you've got oppressed black people, you've got racial inequality and police brutality. Well, obviously, police brutality is, like, more of a current thing. But back when they were trying to put people on the moon, it's like, cool, you put somebody on the moon. And, like, for what purpose? Like, was that really a great use of your resources, given everything that's going on at home right now? And so I thought that that was really interesting. So,
0: back to the whitey on the moon. I was listening to HBO's um, official podcast for Lovecraft Country, which I have issues with because I don't like writers spending a whole hour defending their... their. Um,
2: your, epi- the, your the work should too. be good enough that, like, people, create, like, come to their own conclusions or are able to figure out what yeah. your intention was. Like,
0: have a five... Like, I can understand doing what the doubles D's did or what Outlander does, like, have, like, a five-minute thing after the show, which I think this desperately needs. But to have a whole hour of you defending your work that... I, I just think that's a bad move on my part. Because I don't like how writers um tell me how to think. Mm-hmm. You should show and tell. But... Going, are the writers black? The writers are black.
2: Okay. It,
0: it's very diverse. There's multiple writers. It's not just black people. It's not just white people. There's just multiple writers. And there's women and men.
2: Well yeah, I, I would have been really pissed off if it was, like, white people being, like... And this is how we chose to tell these black people's stories. Yeah.
0: But um, they were saying, like, a lot of the um, choices are not music. They're going to be, like, um, audios or, you know, like, powerful speeches um, that kind of form the moment instead of music. And I'm like, that's perfect because that's really... What we need because we we know all of this music, but we really don't know words spoken that were so powerful during the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. like that. The Whitey on the Moon was perfect for this case because it it's the perfect example. We're gonna use this black guy who probably has great potential for magic. Um, instead of bettering him and possibly ourselves, we're just gonna try to escape Mm-hmm. to some garden of Eden and try to be immortal, which
2: serves no purpose. Where well, we can pretend that all of this doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. White fragility at its finest. So, yeah, overall, pretty phenomenal episode, and I'm really excited to do episode three. hmm Mm-hmm. Well, guys. Well, do you have
0: any theories of what's going to happen?
2: Um, I think we're definitely going to see more about... Kind of ticks potential, mm-hmm. like even though he's a muggle, they keep.
0: Now, are you coming up with the word muggle because of Harry Potter, or did they say muggle?
2: It was in that article that I saw, but yeah, I think that's just kind of the colloquial term for non-magic people. Yeah, okay. that we have appropriated from the Harry Potter <laughs> universe. <laughs> I was like, where are you getting this from? <laughs> he does not have magic. They um,
0: call him muggle. I don't mind. I was just wondering. <laughs> Like, did I miss something? No, I
2: don't think they said that. Um, But he is not, like, magic like the other people. But his body has potential for magic, or he has, like, magical energy inside him or something. Well, there's yellow stuff, so I'm pretty sure that was magic. So I'm interested. So it seems like he can't willingly f- yield magic, but there is magic inside of him. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how that develops. Kind of reminds me of a... Emma in Once Upon a Time. Like, she had magic potential, but it took, like, learning how to wield it. Um, Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, But, uh... Well, if they have not seen Once Upon a Time, that is their fault. Seriously. Watch it. I, I think that there should be, again, tangent... I think there should be a statute of limitations on spoiler alerts... Based on how old the show is. Like, if you haven't seen the show by X amount of years... I feel like there's, you know, it's like it's like friends, you know, people being like, "Oh yeah, Ra- classic Ross and Rachel story." What? Ross and Rachel dated? Like, come on, guys, that's just like <laughs> pop culture norm now, you know. I actually had this girl like yell at me on Twitter because I'm super into One Tree Hill, and One Tree Hill was like two thousand, yeah, like ten years old, two thousand four to two thousand nine, I think, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe two thousand twelve. Don't quote me on that, but you know, it's been at least a decade. And uh, in the third season, a major character dies. And it's a really, uh, you know, emotional scene. And so I was like on One Tree Hill Twitter basically, and I retweeted um, a picture of that character. And it was like, the moment will never get over. And this girl responded, she's like, ah! thanks. I wasn't even into that season yet. Wish you would have spoiler alerted it. Gosh. And I'm just like, <laughs> this was 2006. Twitter is a mess.
0: Twitter is a mess. That's why I never, I hate Twitter.
2: Yeah, Twitter is like kind of the dark underbelly of the world, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess my biggest theory is, you know, I think we're gonna see much more about Tick. Um, That's about it for me.
0: I think there's gonna be a final boss battle between Tick and Christina, because Christina's gonna want that position.
2: Mm-hmm. But she has no lineage either, so it's not like if you get rid of Tick, she suddenly becomes the boss. But
0: she's a powerful witch; like she birthed a magic baby.
2: That's fair. You
0: know, she's gonna either she's either gonna work with Tick or she's gonna try to overtake him. But I don't trust her.
2: I don't trust her either. You don't think there could be, like, a love triangle, do you? No. Okay. You want a love triangle? I don't want a love triangle. I just feel like that might be her go-to is, like... Do you
0: know the hate that will come from... I know, I know. (laughs) If that happens?
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: The thought... (laughs) Like, Tig better not catch feelings. I'm not saying that because I'm not racist. But I do know black Twitter. And I do know black TikTok.
2: Like I said, I feel like there's already going to be like... um, Like, catch in flack for casting a white-skinned woman. Um. Oh, so
0: when I was listening to the podcast that... HBO has they were saying like one of the writers that was talking she's like that was my biggest struggle because I wanted a dark-skinned woman but she was really good and I feel like she's perfect for that yeah so she like earned that
2: that's good um but yeah I don't think that Tick would willingly be into Christina but I think she may like try to do like a spell or something and then maybe if she got pregnant with his kid, then she would be the descendant, right? Mm-hmm. Or her kid would be the descendant. Oh my god!
0: I'm just saying that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. I don't think they're gonna do that because the blacklash alone. <laughs> Did
2: you say the backlash?
0: Blacklash. <laughs> hey, come <puns>. on! <laughs> I meant to say backlash. <laughs> Highly accurate. Yeah?
2: <laughs> okay. Any theories on your end?
0: I already said my theory. I think Christina's trying to, oh, okay. try to kill Tit.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, we've got Christina's either going to kill him or she's going to sex him and have his baby.
0: hmm
2: I'm they, probably yeah. wrong, but I'm still throwing it out there. I, her name's not Leah. Uh, Letty. Letty.
0: Letty. I still feel like her role is more than romance.
2: Yeah, so far we're not passing the Bechdel test.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what the Bechdel test
0: is? Yeah, you told me about it at Umbrella Academy.
2: Yeah. Freaking Umbrella Academy. Hmm. I'm ready for season two. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we just, like, smush 7, 8, 9, and 10 into one thing?
0: So here's my idea. I think we should do 7, 8, 9... And then do 10 with their husbands.
2: <laughs> our silent husbands. <laughs> Both of our husbands are like massive introverts. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, yeah, agree. <laughs> uh-huh. Great. What did you, what would, how many uh, raindrops would you rate this? Three. <laughs> no explanation, just Three. <laughs>
0: seeing those tiktoks where they're like in every good relationship there's a boring person and there's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) every time i play that army's like we know who the exciting person
2: is (laughs) i don't even know if i agree with that though because like chris is chris is equally as exciting he's just not with other people same yeah same it's interesting because, like, I feel like introverts are totally different people when it's, like, just you.
0: Or, yeah, especially when they're around
2: people they're loved. They're just, like, yeah, wild. Oh, great. Now I've given the cats a pathway. Okay. See you guys next week on Lovecraft's Nightmare.
0: <laughs> Bye. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment.